series, Faith, uh, Steps of Faith. And the title of the sermon this morning is, is Faith Takes Courage. And before we, we jump into the sermon, I just I want to just mention a couple things. I actually want to brag on you for just a moment. Church, because of your generosity, this past week, we were able to give away $5,000 worth of gift cards to friends, to family, and to those in need. Last Sunday, we clipped all the gift cards on these lights on the side of our walls, and we handed out every last one of them. And uh, so, hey, you can clap at that. It's okay. Uh, We've been praying, and I'm super excited to see many, many people attend our upcoming Christmas Eve services. And like Reland said, we are expecting great things from God because we serve a great God. We have, we're having two services, one at 4, one at 5.30. And then we have also over 75 people who have signed up to serve in those two services. Over 75 people, which is awesome. Let's clap, like, really loud. Come on. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're going to get this one of these days. We're not going to be a golf clapping church. Uh just so you know, our goal was actually to see 50 people sign up to serve, and we had 75. And so I just, I don't know, I just have to say, church, how extremely proud I am of you. It's, it's awesome to be your pastor. It's really an honor. It's awesome to be a part of a church that is full of people who are extremely generous, a church that is full of people who love to serve, to be the pastor of a church who is full of people who genuinely love God and love people. It's truly a joy. And uh, I just can't say thank you enough for putting up with me. Thank you for allowing me to be your pastor. And thank you for being generous. Thank you for signing up to serve. Uh, Man, keep up the good work, Grace Church. I just can't brag on you enough. And I love being a part of a church that expects God to do great things. We come with expectation because we serve such a great God. Why wouldn't we expect anything less? Today we continue a three-week series called Steps of Faith. And you know, throughout history, God has used, um, He's always used men and women and children who were willing to take great steps of faith to follow God wherever He would lead them. The pages of Scripture are saturated with story after story of those who risked their lives. Think of Daniel praying in public, even though a law had been passed in his country that said no one can pray in public. Yet Daniel continued to pray. He risked his life. The pages of Scripture are filled with those who risked their financial well-being. Think about the disciples. Peter said in Matthew 19.27, we have given up everything to follow you. The pages of Scripture are filled with those who even risked the the lives of others to follow the call of God, to follow the path of God. Think of Moses. Think of Moses as he stood before the Red Sea and he told thousands upon thousands of people to walk into the middle of this sea that God had parted. He was willing to risk the lives of other people even to follow the path of God. Hebrews 11 and verse 6 says, It is impossible, impossible, church, to please God without faith. Like, faith is so critical. Because without it, 
God is not pleased. It's impossible to please God without faith. The one thing that impresses God is faith. When we read the great faith stories of the Bible, it's so easy for us to forget that they were men and women just like you, just like me. When we read their incredible stories, it's hard for us to imagine that we could have that same kind of faith. Like, I think sometimes we, we doubt, you know, and we say, I, I couldn't do that. There is no way. There is no way I could do that. We doubt God, we doubt ourselves, and we think, man, it's just impossible. There's no way I could ever do that. I'm here to tell you today, church, there is a way. Through Jesus Christ, you can. You can do all things through Him who gives you strength. You can and you will through Jesus Christ. In our journeys of faith, God is not asking us to do the difficult. He's asking us to do the impossible. Daniel, not being eaten by hungry lions, impossible. Peter and some other fishermen are going to change the world. Ah, That's impossible. A whole nation crosses a sea on dry ground, impossible. We serve the God of the impossible. Matthew 19 and verse 26 says, Humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, everything is possible. Do you believe this? Church, do you believe that God is able, like even even in our moments of weakness, in our moments of struggle, in our moments of fear, The scripture tells us that God is able. He is able. Throughout this series, I've I've asked the pastors of grace to share some personal examples of steps of faith that they've taken in their lives to, to follow after God. I said, you know, in my thinking, it's like we think about Daniel and we think about Peter and we think about Moses and but man, let's hear some real life stories of the here and now. Let's hear some real-life stories of how God is is working and how God is leading men and women in this day to take steps of faith. So this morning I've asked Pastor Keith to come and and to to share with you some steps of faith that he took in witnessing to his father. And so he's going to come. He's going to share with us now. So let's give Keith a ruckus applause. Yeah. I'm glad you at least threw in the line about weakness and fear and uh, uncertainty, whatever it was. Because, gosh, talking about Peter, talking about Moses, I'm like, oh, and then I come up. Yeah, perfect. Uh, Perfect fit. Um, I was working at the Herald uh, in the newsroom there about 12 or 13 years ago and um, got a call. It was my mom, and she said uh, my dad was sick. He was in the hospital. He's having heart problems, and not to worry, it's all fine. Um, just wanted you to know you can be praying, whatever. And then, uh, just an hour or two later, I got the next call from her, and she was crying. And she said, You should probably come home right away, he's not going to make it. So, uh, kind of drove crazily through the night from the Herald to Texas, where he lived. He'd had heart problems before, heart attacks in his 50s. Um, diabetic, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, um, 
know, all kinds of bad things going on there. Um, and along the way, gosh, of course I was scared, un- insecure about what was going to happen, really nervous, um, sad. And I couldn't tell you at the time how much of it was God leading me, but I felt on that drive, gosh, I have to share Christ with my dad. Um, my dad was not a Christian, um, and he was one of those, you know, the good is going to outweigh the bad kind of guys, and he did a lot of good. He's a good man, um, but it just wasn't for him. So when I became a Christian at 18 or 19, you know, I started going to church and decided to follow God. He was totally fine with it. It just wasn't for him. And to give you an example of how amazingly bold and courageous I was, some people, some men from our church that I was going to came to our house to share Christ with my dad, and I hid in my room the whole time and prayed. I mean, I was praying, but really I was hiding. So to this day, I have no idea what was shared, how he took it, anything. It was not exactly a bold witness. And as I got older, a little more courageous, I, I tried to kick the door down, you know, with my dad to share Christ with him, and it never, ever went well when I did that with him. So along the drive, I knew had to share Christ. And I got there about three in the morning. My dad was there. His heart was not going to make it. Um, His heart was failing, congestive heart failure. But I'm so thankful I got to be there and say, you're a good dad. I love you. And I shared Christ with him. You know, it was no frills, like very simple. Shared who Jesus was, what he did for us, who he was, a sinner. And I shared Christ. And over the next couple days, Um, I got some amazing times to share Jesus with my dad. I I prayed in the chapel a lot, was at his side a lot. Um, And it was incredible that it wasn't me doing it. I could feel the Spirit of the Lord upon me to share Christ with my dad, giving me the words, giving me the verses. Totally not me. Um, The second day I shared Christ with him again. And it was a little easier. He had, I know it's morbid, but he had the tubes and the wires. He couldn't talk back so I could actually share, and he couldn't get a word in. Um, that helped. And really, honestly, it's, I knew the door was open for my dad to hear about Christ. And the Spirit of the Lord was upon me to do it. So um, all the things I was sharing, it was the Lord giving me the words, and it was amazing. Um, crazy spiritual things happening the third day, I shared Christ again. So this time, um, his health is deteriorating. He's in the ICU. Um, But from the beginning, from Genesis on, like, it was amazing. You know, if you know me, you know I'm not the preacher kind. I like to prepare what I'm going to say. But God gave me the verses from the Old Testament through the New, sharing the whole story of Jesus with my dad. It was incredible. If you had told me how bold I would be with him, In those moments, I would have laughed at you, honestly. There were spiritual attacks. There was distractions. A doctor came in at one point, and I said, you have to leave. I mean, it's not me. I told him, you have to leave right now. And he left. I'm totally intimidating, right? So (laughs) he left. Um, I was sharing Christ with strangers in the hospital, with my family, with my sister, with my dad. It It was amazing. And it was all God doing it through me. Um, when my family left the third night, he had asked to be off the ventilator. You know, he didn't want to be connected anymore. His heart was almost gone. And it was 
he could speak a little bit. And he pulled me aside as we were leaving, and he said something I've never heard him say before. And I don't know what it means, but he said, God bless you. And that was not my dad to say that. So I don't know what decision he made. You know, when we left him there, he was snoring like a beast, like the dad we knew and loved. And he died just a few hours later in the middle of the night. I don't know what he decided, but I know for a fact that God used me weak and, you know, not brave, not courageous, and not able to share the way that I needed to. He used me to pull out all the stops for my dad. And I know my dad knew the truth. And I know the choice was up to him. And I've never had to wonder, you know, did I push enough? Did I share enough? Because God, I just followed the Spirit. I know that's what my dad needed. And so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not David. I'm not Peter. I'm not these great heroes of the faith. Um, but I do just try and follow the Spirit of God. And uh, I do my best at that. So that's my story of sharing Christ with my dad. Thanks, Keith. Man, that's powerful. Um, you know, I... I wanted to say after Keith uh, shared that, that, you know, faith begins and ends with God. And I think a lot of times we, we do feel like, oh, I have to have the strength, or I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to. And it's like, no, God says, no, I have to. <laughs> it has to be through Christ. It has to be through His strength, through His power, through His Spirit. You know, faith begins and ends with God. He sent his son to redeem us, he saves us, he leads us, he inspires us. You know, faith begins by looking to God. That's where faith begins. Faith begins by giving your life to him, by surrendering and saying, you know, I'm, I've been doing it my way, and now I'm going to do it his way. That's where faith begins. When we decide to follow Jesus, we become sons and daughters of the Almighty God. The God who specializes in doing the impossible. This God of the impossible, He indwells every believer with His Spirit. And through His Spirit, He leads, He inspires, He redeems, He saves. Remember this God who indwells us, this God who gives us His Spirit, is the one who said, without faith, it is impossible to please Him. When you make the decision to follow God, He will lead you to take steps of faith. That's how it works. The Christian faith, following God, is full of adventure. Because He will lead you to take steps of faith. Following Jesus is a life filled with adventure. One of the core values of Grace Church, one of our fundamental values, is adventure. And it has to be because of the God we serve. It has to be adventure. Mark it down. Our God will lead us to take steps of faith. He will lead you to do things that you never thought you could do. In our remaining time together this morning, I want to answer this question. And this is the question that we're going to just kind of hang on for the rest of our time this morning. The question is, is where do we find the courage to take these great steps of faith? Where does this courage come from? Where do we find the courage to step out Faith takes courage. God will lead us to the impossible. He's going to lead us to the edge. And then He's going uh, to tell us to take that step. 
You know the step. The step that requires. No, no. The step that demands faith. How do we find the courage to take that step? I read a great example of faith the other day, and it goes like this. A man was lost in the desert. And he was near death because he was lacking water. And he soon came across a pump in the middle of the desert. And this pump had a canteen hanging on it. And on the canteen was a note that read, In this canteen is just enough water to prime the pump. And if you use the canteen and you prime the pump, the water below is endless. It's fresh, it's cool, and it's tasty. You know, the sad reality is many of us are confronted with the canteen in our lives. We're confronted with the same thing. But many of us will drink all the water in the canteen, which is a picture of our lives, We'll drink all the water in the canteen thinking, this is all we got. This is the water that I have right in my hands. This is all I got. And so we'll take the canteen and, and we'll, we'll clasp it and we'll, we'll hold on to it. And we'll drink it because we think this is all we got. Instead of pouring out our lives to prime the pump, we instead will drink the little amount of water that's right before us. We'll clutch and embrace the fleeting, short-lived, momentary satisfaction of a few drops of water in exchange for the limitless, vast, boundless depths of water that it could have been obtained with a little bit of faith. Yes, it is a risk. It's a risk to pour out the canteen. It's a risk to step out and follow Christ. It's a risk to say, I'm going to go all in with Jesus. It's a risk. So where do we find the courage to pour out the canteen? Where do we find the courage to take great steps of faith? So this morning, I want to give us seven things to think about, seven things to remember when we come to those canteen moments in our lives. First of all, I want us to remember that you are forgiven and righteous because of Jesus Christ. Proverbs 28.1 says, The wicked run away when no one is chasing them, but the godly are as bold as lions. Because of Jesus, we are godly. Because of Jesus, we are righteous. We are pure. You have been forgiven. And your past, it can't hold you captive anymore. Because of your faith in Jesus, God has made you clean. Because of Jesus, you can stand before God in perfection. You can pour out your canteen because you're in a right relationship with God. We can also take great steps of faith when we remember that our hope is in God. Our hope is not in Keith's strength. strength. Our hope is not in my strength or whether or not Grace Church is going to succeed. Our hope is in God. And when you make the decision to follow Jesus, you're now following a new way. You're not stuck in the old ruts of your old life that you know wasn't working. 2 Corinthians 3.12 says, Since this new way, this new way of following Christ, gives us 
such confidence, we can be very bold. You can make decisions with great boldness when you remember who your father is. Like, wait a minute, are you telling me God is my father? God is my dad? Man, when you remember that, when you reflect on that, it helps me to just say, let's go. Let's go. Let's take that mountain. Let's conquer that hill. Let's advance in confidence and boldness. You can pour out the canteen of your life, and you can have great confidence doing so. You can pour it out with boldness because you know God is your Father. Your hope is in God. If God is your Father, it means He's given you His Spirit. You are filled with the Spirit of God. Acts 4.31 tells us about the very first time that believers were filled with the Spirit of God. It says this, after this prayer, let me just remind us really quickly, prayer is powerful. They prayed, and the meeting place shook. Could you imagine? Like, all of a sudden, this building starts shaking? That would make me really scared, because it's not a very sturdy building. Don't be afraid. The meeting place shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the Word of God with boldness. Like, do you see a theme here? When the Spirit of God is in you, when you take that step of faith, when you pour out that canteen, you can do it with boldness, with confidence. When people are walking in faith, they do so with great boldness. You can tell a doctor to get out of the room, right? In boldness. You can pour out your canteen because you've been given the Holy Spirit as your guide. He whispers to you. And His whispers will guide you down the right path every single time. Number four, knowing God has promised to be with you will help you to take great steps of faith. Man, God has promised to never leave us, to never forsake us. Joshua 1.9 says, This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God is with us. He's with you. He will never abandon you. And and you can be strong and courageous knowing the God of the universe is at your side. Dwight L. Moody, one of the greatest preachers, he said, if God is your partner, make your plans big. Joshua 1.9 is actually my mom's life verse. Like that's, I've heard that verse come out of my mom's mouth so many times. And there's been many times that she has quoted this verse to me and when I have sensed that my mom's struggling and she needs encouragement, I have quoted this verse to her. And recently, she has leaned on this verse more than ever As she faces many battles, my parents are in California and my mom is taking care of her dad who is 98 years old and he's near death. And the care is requiring, I mean, it's 24-7. It's it's requiring a lot of effort, a lot of energy, a lot of her time. And she has faced many battles in the daily care of her dad. And on the phone, 
when she has talked with me in a worn out voice, my mom often tells me, God commanded me to be strong and courageous. And then she'll say, Justin, God commanded you to be strong and courageous. Like just in a moment of a little bit of a transparency here, like to moms and dads that are sitting in this room, man, I can't tell you, I know there's going to be seasons where maybe your kids don't want to talk to you or, you know, they may, may be annoyed by mom and dad. But man, when you pick up the phone and you call your children and you encourage them, I can't tell you what that does for my heart, for my spirit when my mom calls me and quotes scripture to me. Like it's just, it's so empowering. But she'll say, God commanded me to be strong and courageous. And then she'll say, Justin, God commanded you to be strong and courageous. And then she'll go on to say, I won't be afraid or discouraged because God is with me. And then she'll say, Justin, don't be afraid or discouraged because God is with you. How are the boys doing? You know, how is church? What are you having for lunch? You know, how are the playing basketball now, you know, she'll go into conversation. She'll start the conversation out by, like, quoting scripture. And, man, I I seriously want to take on some lions when I hang up with her. My, My mom is taking great steps of faith because she knows that God is with her, and she's pouring out her canteen. She's pouring it out with no regrets. Number five, You're more likely to take great steps of faith when you know that God is greater than all your enemies. In 2 Chronicles, we read the story of King Hezekiah. Are you guys doing okay? You want to hear about King Hezekiah? All right. He was only 25 years old when he became the king of Judah, and he ruled for 29 years. And he was a great king. The scriptures say that he did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight. And that would be a great thing to be said of all of us. In chapter 32, we read about the time that Assyria, the enemies of Judah, they in, invaded Hezekiah's kingdom. And they were breaking down the fortified walls. They were advancing into his kingdom. They were pushing back the defenses. And so Hezekiah called all the people to gather in the square at the city gate. And there, Hezekiah encouraged the people with these words. In 2 Chronicles 32, verses 7 and 8, this is what he said to the people. He said, Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged because of the king of Assyria or his mighty army. For there is a power far greater on our side. He may have a great army, but they are merely men. We have the Lord, our God, to help us and to fight our battles for us. And then the scripture scripture simply says, Hezekiah's words greatly encouraged the people. And after this speech was given, the Assyrian army continued to advance. They continued to push forward, and the king of the Assyrian army mocked God and God's people. And he would say things like, No God of any nation has ever been able to stop me or my ancestors before me. And he went on to say, your God will not rescue you from my power. Let me just say, that's the wrong thing to say to God. 
And in verse 21, only six verses after uh, the king of Assyria mocked God, only six verses later we read this in verse 21 of the same chapter. And the Lord sent an angel. He didn't even have to do it himself. He just sent an angel who destroyed the Assyrian army with all its commander and officers. So the Assyrian king returned home in disgrace to his own land. And when he entered the temple of his god, lower G, some of his own sons killed him there with a sword. God is greater than all of your enemies combined. All of them. Are you willing to pour out your canteen? You can also take great steps of faith knowing that God has promised to answer you when you pray. Psalm 138 and verse 3 says, When I pray, you answer me. You encourage me by giving me the strength I need. Man, remember those times when you asked God for protection or strength or comfort or patience or love or any other special needs that you had and He supplied them? Remember when He answered? He answered you? God will answer when you pray. And his answer may not be exactly what you want to hear, but he will answer you. His answer may be yes. His answer may be no. His answer may be wait. But he hears your prayers and he answers your prayers. Let me, let me just encourage you to think about it from a parenting perspective, okay? What if I told my boys yes every time they asked me to do something, they asked me for something, they would not be alive, right? Because they've asked me for some crazy things and I had to say no. A good father is willing to say no. Sometimes the most loving answer is no. God is the perfect father and he'll give us the answers that we need. And lastly, you'll find the courage to take great steps of faith when you follow the examples of those who have gone before you. Follow the example of faithful believers who have blazed the trail before us. When we're drawn to the godlike qualities of those around us, it's a good thing. It's good, it's a good thing to pattern our lives or to pattern ourselves after another person's character or even to follow them with our own actions. For example, from from one brother in Christ, I've learned to be more compassionate just by simply observing him and listening to him and watching him. From another brother, I've I've learned to be more aware of what I say, to, to think about my words before I just let them come out of my mouth. From another man, I've learned how to become a better leader You know, the list goes on and on and on. The fact is, we influence each other more than we realize. Many of those who have come before us, they have poured out their canteen. They have poured it out with no regrets. Many of those who are currently pouring out their canteens are doing so with no regrets. Man, look to those around us. Look to those who have gone before us and learn from their examples. So let me ask you, what what step of faith do you need to take? What is it God is calling you to do? You've heard the whisper of the Holy Spirit. You know your heart. 
You know what's going on in your life circumstances. You know what God is leading you to do. You've heard the whisper of the Holy Spirit. You're at the crossroad. Which path are you going to take? You can take the path of courage, faith, and risk. Or you can take the path of disobedience, pride, and fear. You know, maybe it's a decision to give your marriage another chance. And I encourage you to have the courage to step out in faith. Maybe it's a decision concerning your business. You know, you work, you work, and then you work some more. You're afraid if you don't put in just a few more hours, all will be lost. And I just encourage you, don't sacrifice your family for a few more dollars. Don't sacrifice your health to keep up with the Joneses. Choose faith, courage, and trust the Lord to supply all your needs. What would happen if you honored God with your family, with your time, with your business, with your health, with your calendar? Do you have the courage to step out in faith? Because of Jesus, church, you can stand before God justified, just as if I'd never sinned. Your Father is the Almighty God. Your hope is in the Lord. You know, this coming week as we celebrate Christmas, as we celebrate the coming of our Messiah, the coming of Emmanuel, which means God with us, I encourage you to reflect on the steps of faith that people took during that time. You know, Mary took the great steps of faith to give birth to God. Joseph showed great faith in his support of her during that time. The shepherds had the courage to follow God. The wise men traveled great distances following a prophecy and a star. Not to mention the faith of Jesus Christ himself. The life of Jesus was a model for us to follow, for us to imitate. He showed us what we could look like as men and women filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Jesus became a man with all the limitations that we as human beings have. And everything he did here on planet Earth, he did as a man full of the Holy Spirit, walking in faith. By faith, Jesus left the splendor. He left the glories of heaven. And he came to a sin-stained world, a world filled with brokenness and war and death. And by faith, Jesus went to the cross. He suffered so we wouldn't have to suffer. He died so we wouldn't have to spiritually die. He conquered sin so we could live victorious lives. He defeated Satan so he wouldn't defeat us. And Jesus gave us his inheritance. He gave us his inheritance so we wouldn't be left naked and destitute like beggars on the side of the road. Our faith is in this God-man named Jesus Christ. And the question is, do you have the courageous faith to follow this God-man? It's all about Jesus Christ. And you can find flaws in me all day long. You can find flaws in the church all day long. But the one you will never find a flaw in is Jesus Christ. And I strongly, I beg of you to, to look to Jesus Christ. Look to Him.
for your answers. Look to Him for your deliverance. Look to Him for your salvation. Hebrews 11.6 says, It is impossible to please God without faith. What step of faith do you need to take? What step of faith do you need to take? What is it that God is calling you to do? Gosh, I pray with everything in me that you wouldn't be looking back on your life someday full of regret because you said, "Ah, I chose the wrong path. I didn't step out at that crossroad. I didn't have the courage. And I pray that it would be the opposite, that you could look back on your life with no regrets and say, wow, I'm so glad I stepped out in faith. I'm so glad that I had the courage to follow God where he was leading me to go. Look what it has done for my legacy. Look what it has done for my family. Gosh, wouldn't that be a much better choice? I pray you will have the courage to pour out your canteen, to prime the pump, and to experience all that God has for you. Let me close in prayer this morning. Father God, I pray we would have the faith like Hezekiah, faith like the wise men, faith like Jesus. And when you tell us to go, we would go. When you tell us to serve, we would serve. When you tell us to witness, like Keith's example, we would witness. And when you tell us to forgive, we would forgive. We would just be like clay in your hands. I pray we would have the courage to take great steps of faith. And when we do, I know you will bring life and you will bring life abundant. You will bring success, and we will see you work in ways we never thought possible. We will see the impossible become possible. I pray that we would all pour out our canteens. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.